Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. Mitzi Shore once told me it is a sin to um, support mediocrity. So I'm, if I see a kid and I believe that he has the stage presence and, and, and the writing to do it, I encourage it. But if I see somebody that's, that doesn't have it, I'm really a cocksucker. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. Very, very excited today because we have part one of two parts of one of my favorite comedians out there. Truly one of the most authentic and unique guys and truly, truly unbelievably funny off stage and on stage. Never seen the guy bomb and I'm talking about Bobby Lee. And before we get started, I just want to thank you guys again. I know I'm a broken record, but I'm never going to stop thanking you. I appreciate everything you've done. We're going back to Montreal this year for the festival. It's very exciting knowing that we've been invited back for the third time in five years. And I am so, so appreciative of everybody at the festival. And we're going to have a great guest up there. It's truly going to be a great time. So if you're up there, check us out. And without further ado, I guess I should introduce our guest today. Bobby Lee is an extraordinary comedian actor whose parents were Korean American and owned a clothing store in San Diego. In high school, Bobby struggled with attention deficit disorder and drug addiction. After high school, he took any small job he could get his hands on. When one night he got an itch to try stand-up comedy while watching comedians perform at La Jolla's Comedy Store, right near where he grew up. After being spotted by the Comedy Store manager, Frank Burns, Lee began honing and refining his stand-up comedy act. And after only a year, he was spotted on stage by Polly Shore, who asked him to open for him in Las Vegas. But after struggling with depression at age 23, 
and not necessarily knowing where to turn or where to go or how to make it in this business. He auditioned for Mad TV and got the job. He became a cast member from 2001 to 2009, where he went on to create many extraordinarily memorable characters. His credits are too many to mention, but they include Pineapple Express, The Dictator, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Tonight Show, and Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. But most recently, you can catch him starring in the hit ABC series Splitting Up Together that was just picked up for a second season. So please welcome the man, the myth, the Fu Manchu legend, the human highlight film of comedy, Bobby Lee. <laughs> See that? I always give myself two claps. It's good to be here, Barry. I'm so glad that I'm here. I'm, thank you for so much for asking me to be here. I really appreciate it. This is a blessing being here. I'm telling you that right now because uh, you are a fixture, my friend. <laughs> Dude, it's. I was telling um, my manager, not man, my manager, um, my girlfriend. Girlfriend, they're the same thing. My girlfriend last night, she, I go, she goes, Kalila, Kalila, and she go, I go, oh my god, I can't even believe I'm doing it because of the fact that um, there is an intimidation factor with you because when I was a young guy, your name hell still holds, but is is a scary name in terms of like in terms of good thing in in show business and in comedy. I mean, it's like when you're a young comic in L.A. and they're like, who do you have as a manager? And then you're like, if somebody said, oh, Barry Katz, it would it would feel like, oh, my God, you're you're making it. Or, you know, it was just one of those things that, you know, people were um, I'm not intimidated as much anymore, my friend. I'm very anxious being next to you. <laughs> Why? Because Kalila is one of the most beautiful women in the entire world. And she's smart and she's All funny. Right. And I mean, God doesn't give with both hands, but he did with her. I'm pretty much unfuckable. And I've always have been. And when any girl wants to be with me, I'm absolutely shocked. But with her especially, I'm very shocked. Every, every day I'm shocked. Because... Um, I don't move much. I don't fuck good. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm terrible in the bed. Why, why that pause? I was really like, you're supposed to, when I say that, you're supposed to go, no, you fuck good. Because I have no evidence of the fact. I'm telling you that I don't. I don't fuck good. I don't think many men think that they fuck well. Oh, I know, I know a couple of guys. Chris D'Elia, ask him. Hey, Dill, do you fuck good? Oh, yeah. I'm a machine. Brian Callen, you fuck good? Oh, man. I should have a medal. You ask me? No. Two pumps, done. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, being right, I'm being real right now. I've never said that out loud before, but she's a fucking babysitter. She has to deal with me, and I'm a slob, and I act like a fucking baby. I don't do nothing, but I make a living. No one that looks like that and it's as smart as that is with somebody unless there's something about them that fulfills them. Yeah, that's true. God, you're so smart. I love being around you. Why? Because <laughs> you do something that very few people do for anybody off stage as well as on stage. Mm -hmm. You make them happy. Well, let me tell you something, Barry. I... um. I'm in this business because, um, well, I did it at first because of survival, 
I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And this seemed, you know, when you first discover stand-up, it's like a rebirth, really, you know? And then I let, um, I, I let my ego get carried away for a while. You, know, you think to yourself, oh, my God, you're killing the game right now. And every, you're on fire. And then you torch everyone around you. And then what happened to me was after about almost a decade of that, I was humbled, you know, and I couldn't get work and it was hard. And I just kind of let it go. And I've decided to just, just treat everyone like I'm, you know, every, you know, I, I want to be a, of service to people. And because I'm sober and I learned all that, though, those things in, you know, in the programs that I'm involved with, um, I tried to carry that over into, you know, clubs and stand-ups, you know. I um, I don't really give a shit anymore, really, you know. This has been a great year, but um, it really just doesn't really mean much, <laughs> you know, in the long term, you know. it. You, you, when, you're, when you first get some success, you, you literally think that, um, that you're different than everyone else, and it turns out that I'm absolutely not. In fact... I'm a, I have a lot of character defects, and um, I'm frail. If you were to say, what are the things that make you happy? Well, if I state them, you're going to be like, wow, that's weird. One of them that makes me really happy is when I, ha I get an achievement when I play video games. I was playing this game called Stardew Valley, and it's a farming simulation game. So you farm, right, and then you get married, and you have kids in the game. And I like, you know, my crops were like flourishing, you know, and things were good. And then I, um, I started like, um, I bought a bunch of pigs on my farm in this game, right? And then they found truffles for me. So I started making truffle oil and I make hundreds of truffle oil a day and I sell it in the market. And, but all of a sudden one day last week I was playing, I, 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 I sold a shipment and all of a sudden my Xbox went like that. And it said, um, legend on it. And because I, I made more than $10 million in the game, within the game, you know, that felt good. <laughs> I like, you know, doing sober stuff. Like I like being involved in, you know, I can't get into the programs at all, but I like do, doing that spiritual kind of like that kind of work. When you say you can't get into the programs, you can't talk. About I can't talk about it. In general terms, I can't because I believe that, you know, you know, I've been sober for 16 years now. So um, that has a lot to do with, you know, my happiness, I guess. You know, I was, in, I was suffering when I was out there. And I've always been in and out of programs. Do you go to meetings? Yeah. Not every day now. In fact, not as much as I used to, but I still am involved. How many people would you say that you have changed their lives only in the area of the program it's well first of all i've had i've brought guys to like meetings and stuff and i had one guy jump out of my car halfway during the ride over there and never saw him again there's a couple of guys that are sober i don't know if i'm the cause but you know they say that i i brought them to but, but i don't you know I just go, and then they, you want to go, you know, and then they come. Do you speak? I think that I help more people in stand-up than in, uh, yeah, I do speak, than in, um, you know, that program. But I, um, 
I got a lot of people into stand up, and I've and also I've I've I remember when I was the host of the open mic at, at the comedy store back in the day. There's a lot of kids that stuck around. They're doing very well now. Who are they? Well, guys like Ari Shafir is doing well. Um, Morgan Murphy is doing well. Morgan's an incredible writer yes. producer yeah. on Kimmel. Kevin, there's a guy named Kevin Christie that I got in the stand up. Um, like my friend Benji, who's on that show with Esther Pavinsky, he, when he was in college, I remember seeing him at open mic going, you have to do this. So there's a lot of um, kids that um, at the time, I, I, here's the thing is, is that Mitzi Shore once told me it is a sin to um, support mediocrity. So I'm, if I see a kid and I believe that he has the stage presence and and the writing to do it, I encourage it. But if I see somebody that's that doesn't have it, I'm really a cocksucker. Most people listening in every profession that they're in right now, whether they were studying law, being a doctor, a 7-Eleven manager, or an actor or stand-up comedian, in the beginning, you are mediocre. There's a lot of great comics I know, and you know as well, who you saw them early on, and they were bombing a lot. A lot. I'll give you an example. Like, for instance, someone like Morgan, right? She's, at the time when I knew her, she was 18, 19 years old. She had this puffy orange hair, gangly. Still does. She does, still does, yeah. And she is basically, you know, she's kind of like Annie with gigantism, really, you know? You can always tell when you're around incredibly intelligent people yeah. in this world because they're a half step or a quarter step behind the rest of the world socially. They don't really talk like other people talk. They don't mix like other people mix. And she was one of those people, but always phenomenal. And when I say Annie with gigantism, I mean that she's a beautiful girl. She's just tall, you know, and she's really cute and she's super talented. Now, when I first saw her, it wasn't as if she was killing on stage, but it's a sense when you see it, right? You go, there's something about this person. Everyone has that. Sebastian Maniscalco was terrible on stage when I first saw him, but there's still something there, right? There are people that, um, guys that I know that have been doing it for five, six, seven, eight years, who they just don't have it, right? I, you see them around, he just doesn't have it. And it's, so that's what I mean, you know? I. And that could be just me and my opinion. Who knows? But, uh, you know, that's what I was told, and I try not to do it. You know, I, I try not to encourage people to do it that um, I feel like. And, 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 and at the end of the day, it's like when I started, there was a guy in San Diego, this guy named Stan, and he pulled me aside at an open mic, and he goes, I just been watching you. And he said, I just don't think that you have it. You don't know anything about comedy timing, right? And I remember listening to him going home and crying, right? Going, oh my God, I'm going to quit, you know, because this, this guy, this local guy from San Diego told me that I don't have, I don't have it, right? But I didn't because I, I disagreed with him. So in many cases, I'm probably wrong, but still I don't do it, you know, because I just, because um, I heard that from Mitzi and I think that it is kind of, when somebody, when, here's what it is, is especially in stand-up, I don't know about acting, but in stand-up, it's an addiction. 
it really is. When you go up on stage and you, you get laughs for the first time, you just really, it's, a, it's like getting shot with adrenaline. You know, it's like getting shot with God. You know, you're fulfilled with this feeling of, of a spiritual awakening in many ways. When, when you kill and then all of a sudden the whole room, you're the centerpiece. You get off stage and people are like, oh my God, you're, you're, you're amazing tonight or whatever. You get filled with this. And it's like, if you do that with somebody that doesn't belong or doesn't have the talent, it could fucking go wrong real quick, man. Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business. I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to barrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. Hey everybody, I know I've talked a lot on this show about AquaTrue, the countertop water purification system that's literally a miniature water cooler purifier that's on your counter. It's only about maybe 10 to 12 inches high and maybe 10 to 12 inches wide in this triangle. It's this amazingly efficient piece of equipment that sits right on your counter. It has a nice pitcher, it has a press button where the water comes out and it gives you the best tasting water you can ever imagine for pennies. You just put your tap water in there and it purifies. It takes out all the bad chemicals, everything out, and gives you the best tasting water you can ever imagine that would cost you hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of dollars each year from buying bottled water in the store where the plastic containers hurt the environment. It's just so much easier, so much better. And this product is amazing. I have one, everyone who comes over, everyone who uses it, they order one. And you should too, I'm telling you, it's incredible. And if you act now, you can get $100 off when you go to industrystandardwater.com and just type in the promo code Barry, that's B-A-R-R-Y. And you'll immediately get the huge discount and start enjoying the best and most cost-effective water you've ever had. Industrystandardwater.com, 
promo code Barry, and you'll never, ever waste another dollar buying another bottle of water for your home again. When you're at the comedy store, you're oftentimes working on these lineups on the comedy store, and you look on the lineup, and every comic does this. They put their finger down the list. Yeah. And in their mind, they're doing the mental checklist. Kirk Fox, funny. Oh, this person. Why is this person on the show? I don't do that. Because anyone that's like at the comedy store on a, that's a paid regular that gets a spot, somehow they deserve to be there because they went through all these hurdles to get on that lineup. I mean, I could look at a, there, there are people out there that, I, that have never made me laugh, but I go, that guy deserves to be up there because the audience likes them. They have a fan base. Their, their particular sense of humor doesn't strike me, but th that's fine. That's not what I mean by mediocrity. What I mean is, is that I know a guy, he, he can play you a set of his and go, hey, listen to this, I'm killing, right? <laughs> and you hear a complete silence. There are people out there like that, right? <laughs> Do you know people like that? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I killed. I killed, and they had, didn't. That's what I'm saying. At one point, somebody told them that you're, you got it, right? And in somewhere in their head, they have it affects their ears, and, uh, you know, that's all I'm saying. Number three on your list of happiness. I mean, my parents are still alive. I think whenever they call, I feel happy, you know? Do they tell you that they love you? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're very vocal. My, my parents are, Koreans are very, I don't know about Koreans, but my, my Korean parents are very, um, they, they wear everything on their sleeve, and they've always been like that. You know, you, 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 you look ugly today. You know, like, there's no editing system in their brain, you know? So it's like, when my dad says, I love you, you know, you kind of go, yeah, he does, you know? There's no, my parents are working class hands-on immigrants and they they worked 16 hours a day for all their lives and they struggled to have to support my brother and i my brother and i were never um we we're the worst kids that you could possibly have <laughs> we are we are the worst kids we, you, they could possibly have they don't even deserve us but they had us <laughs> and um we were a nightmare but i think that I especially, my brother too, we do everything we can to repay them, you know? But my parents, you know, they're still alive, and it, it, I'm grateful for that, and it makes me happy that they are. So, you know, I also want to show them that they didn't fuck up. There always, there's a part of that where it's like, I just need to show them that through all the hardships and, and my behavioral problems growing up, that at the end of the day, I want them to feel like it was worth it. You have shown them. Yeah, but I want to show them more, you know. Um, but I think that they are proud. And I think that, um, yeah, it, I think it worked out. I think if my brother and I hadn't gotten sober and we were still in that behavior, doing that behavior, that it would have been really a nightmare for them. But... You know, I have a lot, my brother and I both have a lot of time behind us and um, we're both doing pretty good. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a gift and that's, and it feels, it feels good. Video games, family and sobriety and Kalila.
But but here's the thing though, and this is I've said this before, is is that um, I met her on Tinder, okay, and then five years ago I was on Tinder and I and we we matched, and I go because ah, she lives in Long Beach, right? And at that time in my career it was dead. What happens a lot with artists? You do a run of a show, and you're on top of the world. And so Bobby did Mad TV for eight years. Eight years. And, and then, then and what then... happens is when you stop the show and it gets canceled, sometimes you experience lulls. Sometimes a year or two. I think for Bobby it was three years. Yeah, three or four years. And then and then I had a run, another run. And then I think in one month I got like Animal Practice, which is an NBC show. I got booked. I did The Dictator, the movie. And then I did one other thing in one month. That was like, oh my god, I'm back on fire, and then those things disappeared, and then I was back, you know, in in the slums. I mean, not slums. I was still happy, but so I, um, so when I met her, I, then nothing was going on, and so I'm like, I'll just drive out there. We had, we had coffee, but and as soon as I sat and talked to her, I just thought, there's just something different about her. There was this long couch. We were at a coffee shop, and she sat really close to me. And she looked me right in the eyes when she was talking to me, and she was completely and one hundred percent focused and in the in the moment and present. And I was like, "Wow, this hot chick is like really trying to listen to what I'm saying, and, and she really cares about what I'm saying, and she's absorbing everything." You know, a lot of times, you know, I also I just have a really poor self, a poor self physical image of myself where I'm like. I'm fat or, you know what I mean? I'm small. And she was, she was wearing, she was beautiful, you know, and she's really close. And I was like, wow, this girl's into it. And then we, we didn't, we didn't hook up right away. We spent some time getting, getting to know each other. But what ended up happening is we started dating and then she, um, she, she, she has something about her where if I'm not like, for instance, I'll get an audition and I'll read it and I'll go, yeah, this is not for me. I'm not going to go in. Right? And I do that nine out of ten times. She's like this. If you don't go in, you're a pussy. I go, but I'm going to bomb in there. She goes, well, then bomb. But you have to try. Right? I was... I remember like there was a pilot where we were outside of NBC, right? And we were in the car and we were about to get in a fist fight. I'm like, I, I don't know this material. There's so many fucking lines, you know what I mean? I can't go in there. I'll, I'll look like a fool, right? And she's like, if you don't go in there, you're a pussy. And I go, I'm a pussy. And then we, we just kind of fought back and forth. Even my time, like I was supposed to be there, what, inside the room, at 12, signed in at 1230. It's one now. And we're still arguing outside the thing. And she just kind of got out. She, we're outside now of the car. And she gets on her hands and knees. She goes, you fucking asshole. Please go in. Just read it off the page. And I went in there. And I, I, I looked at her. I go, I'm going to fucking eat it. And you have to deal with this fucking nightmare. Right? I went in there. I just read it off the page. I, I left. And then that night I got it. <laughs> I got it right and she looked at me and she goes I told you you don't try you don't go you know 
Because they're, she goes, a lot of times they don't care if you memorize the fucking thing. They just want to see if you're the right guy, right? And it was a pilot. I booked it. I mean, it did help that I knew the showrunner, you know? I mean, I knew Scott, Scott Armstrong, and Scott told the producers, yeah, I know he didn't memorize it, but he, I'm telling you right now, he's great. And they're like, you know, we know. And so they got, uh, I mean, I did test for it. And when you tested, you were prepared. Yeah. But my point, though, is, is that if she hadn't made me go in there, I would have never got it. And she made me do it with love. She made me do it with a bunch of fucking things that I got, right? And um, the podcast, we have a podcast together. And she's like, well, I'm just going to go buy the equipment if you don't want to do it. I'm just going to buy it anyway. She sets it up in the room. You know what? You don't want to do the podcast? I'm just going to do it on my own. That's what she said. So that I, the one she, I'm like, fuck, I'll do it. One of the most hugely successful well, podcasts. Well, it's not hugely successful, but we, you know, we do, do, we do, we make money from it. Bobby, there's 450,000 podcasts and yours is always in the top 100. Let me tell you something. Tiger Belly, which is my podcast. What is Tiger Belly? I don't know. <laughs> she goes, what do you want to call it? I go, just say Tiger Belly. She's like, why? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it would have been that or Nosotros Papaya. <laughs> Which means we are papaya. <laughs> anyway, so, and then all of a sudden, so she's in my life. I'm booking stuff. How long are you together at this point when you're getting... A year. And then, um, you know, now I have a show coming out March 27th. It's called Splitting Up Together on ABC. But that's all from really Kalila's insistent, you know, support and encouragement, you know? And I never realized or thought that a partner would help you do those things. You know, I think that's what I've always wanted, really. It's just someone to encourage me and someone to, you know, you know, support me in that way, you know, and she she did. So it was like I won the lottery, really, to be honest with, with her. So when I say my top three, I just always make an assumption that she's the number one. That's not even something that I can, I even have to state, that we're like one person, you know. But, um, yeah, she's very important to me. Now, if she were here and you were outside the room and I were to ask her, when you sat down at that couch in the coffee shop in Long Beach, what were your visions of what you wanted that would fulfill you as a woman? What would she say? I don't know. After five years, you don't know? No. Really? Yeah. What is it about you? What do you do without making a joke and saying, I do nothing? What is it that you do for her? Oh, I, her I do a lot. I, do, I, mean, I mean, I think in many ways, um, what I do for her is uh, she has a she has a physical thing that, ha that happened to her. Well, she didn't operate. I don't want to get into it. But she's sick, right? And, 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 you know, she's not... She's, it's just it's not life threatening at times it is but right now it isn't right and in, in many ways i supported her in in that and um i like you think that i she likes the ocean she likes she she was a swimmer in in the philippines like in the national team she won awards and she was in magazines and you know newspapers i shaved my head twice for swimming yeah, you seem like a, you have a sw swimmer's body. Not anymore, but I do. Well, I know. I was saying <laughs> back in the 50s, 40s, <laughs> whatever, when they had, right? 
Johnny Weissmuller. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and also um, you think that I want to go to like she's like I want to go to Hawaii because it's the time of year that this happens. So I fly her there. We go together. We go in the ocean. Last, two weeks ago, we were in Tulum in a lagoon, you know, and I'm swimming in a fucking lagoon. What, you think I fucking want to do that? No, thank you. But I do it for her because I know that it, that's what she enjoys, right? And her and I laugh and we, we're, we're together 24-7. So it's like, you know, I do a lot for her. Hey everybody, we have a new sponsor that I'm really excited about, Four Hymns. It's a one-stop shop for men regarding hair and sexuality and much, much more. It's common knowledge that we guys don't take care of ourselves as well as women do. For instance, 66% of all men lose their hair by age 35, but don't notice it until it's too late. But now there's a product that could prevent balding altogether. 4hims.com offers a wide range of products for hair loss, skin care, and other wellness supplements for men. 4hims.com will connect you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to prevent hair loss fast. So order now and get a special deal offered only to my listeners and go to 4hims.com slash Barry, that's B-A-R-R-Y, and you'll get a trial month of 4hims for just five bucks. This would normally cost you hundreds of dollars. So just visit 4hims.com slash Barry and get the deal of a lifetime. And I guarantee you, you will not regret it. I just want to take a minute to share another groundbreaking, environmentally sound product with you. It's an unbelievable, revolutionary air purifier that will change the way your home operates and it will make your life so much better. It's like no other product you'll ever find in the world. And I'm talking about the Air Doctor. As you know, air inside our homes can be up to a hundred times more polluted than the air outside. And until now, the only thing that could get rid of all these things in your house that were damaging to you and your family were systems that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. That's why I wanted to talk to you about the Air Doctor and share it with you. It removes everything, dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses, and so many other contaminants that circulate through your home that cover your walls, floors, and furniture. You can get the Air Doctor right now. It's normally $600, and if you don't believe me, check Amazon. But for you guys, for a limited time, I can give you 50% off and save you $300 off the Amazon price. Just go to airdoctorpro.com, type in the promo code Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, and get rid of all the bad toxins in your house. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code Barry. I have one of these. I'm telling you, it works. It really, really works. So get one now and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air you can ever imagine. I'm telling you, it's truly incredible. It works for me and it'll work for you. How long before she moved in with you? About a year, yeah. And did you initiate that? 
I, I mean, at that point, you, you could just go, okay, this is this is not a fling. This is not obviously a one night stand kind of a situation. This is a real thing. So I just decided, just let's just do it. And she moved into my house from Long Beach. And um, here's another thing she I just thought of this as a huge thing that she's done for me, which is, you know, growing up, I asked my mom for a cat. <laughs> she goes, Bobby, I don't, I don't want the cat. <laughs> I go, yeah, but I want an animal. No. I go, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we went and got a cat. His name was Tom. Right? <laughs> a week later, the, the cat's just gone. And I'm crying. Oh, where's Tom? I don't want a cat. She said. <laughs> she got rid of it. Without telling. Yeah, without telling me. Right? And then, like, years later, we got a dog. Right? And I go, because I asked for one. And she goes, I don't want the dog. And then one day the dog was gone and the pool man had it. The pool man took our dog away. She goes, I don't want it. Right? So then as life went on, high school, whatnot, I just started hating animals. Like my parents, I just had their idea of like, you know what I mean? Fuck animals. They're there to eat. Right? We're not friends with them. And so in my 20s, I, if I saw like, I hate to admit this, but if I saw a dog, I would think to myself, I wish I could just rev up my car <laughs> you know, and just plow it over or whatever, right? I just never had, like, I'm the, I was the kind of guy where if my friend's dog died and they were crying, I'd be, you fucking pussy, go get another one, you know what I mean? That kind of a thing. So when I first dated her, <clears throat> I spent it at her house and she had harbored a kitten. She found a kitten, Ming. Right, a little black and white piece of shit. And when I would spend it at her house and Ming would sleep on my shoulder. It was like a little ball, <laughs> right? And I just wanted to grab it and throw it against the wall, right? I, I couldn't sleep, right? And then one day she was like going out of town. She's like, can you take care of Ming? <laughs> and I go, yeah, but I don't know how. What am I going to do? She so just feed it, get a litter box, do the whole thing, right? So I went into the, the store, I bought it, and then... One day, Ming just looked at me one morning and just went, meow, like that. And I locked eyes with it. And I go, hi. And then we became, because Ming doesn't like anyone else. Ming doesn't like strangers. She'll just run under, if she sees you, you'll never see her again. But with me, she looked at me as if I was a dad or a friend, you know? And I fell in love with Ming. I did. I went and bought, I went to the sushi restaurant <laughs> and I got, I spent a hundred bucks on ahi tuna and all these, like, like sashimi. Like that's what she, that's what she eats. Like as if she was like, you know what I mean? My sister or something or a daughter and everything she wants, right? And then Kalila moved in. I'm like, we got to get another animal for her. Ming, she's like, well, let's get on the cat. So we went and got Gooner. We went to the, right, this orange cat. I, I mean, Gooner is literally, I love Gooner more than I love my cousins. <laughs> like if my cousin died, Andy, I would be devastated. But, you know, I'd get over it <laughs> eventually, right? 
if Gunnar died. It's that's it's devastation. It's it's end game. I I, I wouldn't even I would, I can't even fathom it. Life without Gunnar, right? Did Gunnar get along with Ming right oh, away? Oh yeah, yeah. Gunnar's the best. I play video games. Gunnar used to sit on my head. He would balance and and watch me play. I have photos on my Instagram about of it. And then one day. I, my girlfriend gets a call from a fireman and he goes, he, she just knew him. He was from like Long Beach. Because I know you're into animals, but we have another kitten here that's about to die. Right? So Ming, uh, no, Ming, Ming. Kalila goes, let's get in the car. We go to the fire station. And there was this, it looked like, it looked like a fetus. I mean, it was like almost dead. We went to the vet. We went and got the ointments and the and the little milk, and we, every three hours we for for days, even at four in the morning we, we would take turns, you know, looking after um, Bojo, to see if Bojo was alive, and we we nurse Bojo to health, and Bojo's our third cat, and Bojo's um, number one I think has Down syndrome, number two Bojo doesn't know who the fuck I am. Bojo will look at me and go, who the fuck are you? I raised it as a baby, right? Bojo is just, he just walks around. He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> nothing, right? Hi, Bojo. It just looks at the sky. You know, it doesn't know, right? I love Bojo as much as like I love all my other cats. And then we have a what, two What about your cousin or Bojo? Bojo for sure, for life. <laughs> I love my cousins. You have two dogs too? I have two dogs now too. We have... So it's like I have five animals, you know, and I used to hate animals. Your house must smell like you want a mountain I don't give lion. A f- yeah. It's, it's disgusting in there. <laughs> but let me say this, is, is that without Kalila, I would be animal free. And she introduced me to that world, which is a huge one for me because now I know this for a fact that I will forever I will always have animals in my life. And, and I couldn't believe, you know, my parents never really supported that. You know, that was something that I wanted as a kid. And she lit that back on fire, that 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 a desire to, you know, be with animals, you know. So she did that for me also as well. Do your parents like Kalila? Oh, my God, they love her. Because my dad had a – Kalila, so she's, she's a – she went to college. She's a nurse registered nurse and um my dad got a stroke he had a bunch of strokes and so um he's wheelchair bound he's he can't talk i'm sorry yeah it sucks and here's this is how crafty kalila is and how amazing she is the first night she meets my parents. We spend the night at my parents' house in Phoenix. That's where they live. Did she meet him before he had the stroke? No. But I bring her into the, I bring her into the house, and he's just like, who the fuck is this person, you know? But he has his mind. He's just... he has his mind is there, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we spend the night. So at like 6 in the morning, I'm sleeping, and I hear just laughter downstairs. And it's Kalila and my parents. She had gotten up. And she had helped my dad get in the chair, the tubing, you know, because she's a nurse, right? And they're, like, playing cards and, you know. And instantly, 
right? That's why I love this girl. Is she just intuitively, instinctually, you know, she's a, she knows how to do it. Life. What about her parents? They like you. Oh my god, her mom, right? Is at my house every fucking day, bro. <laughs> right, and her stepdad is—they're all involved in our lives. And not only that is—is is that you know her friends and my friends—they all intermingle, you know. And now everyone's friends. And here's the last thing that Kalila did. So years ago, I used to watch the UFC. And I just kind of lost interest in it. And then she's really into mixed martial arts. And I'm just fucking knee deep in that shit too. So it's like she, you know, there's just a bunch of shit that like she's done for me. She's rekindled old things. She's introduced me to new things. She supports me in my career. She's um, just absolutely an amazing thing. And I'm really blessed to have her in my life. Now her or your cousin? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fucking mine. I love my cousins. By, by the way, by the by, I have 28 first cousins. And if you're listening to this, and I love all of you, you know, so deeply. I'm just saying that I love Gooner just a little bit more. Gooner or Kalila? Oh my God. <laughs> it had to be Kalila, but it would be heartbreaking. Okay, before we wrap up, Part one, I'd like to thank our sponsors, AquaTrue, the groundbreaking small countertop water purifier. Just go to industrystandardwater.com and type in the promo code Barry. Get $100 off and get the best tasting water you can ever imagine for pennies. And the groundbreaking documentary, I Killed JFK, and the additional interviews of five of the last remaining JFK assassination experts. Features the only living person in history to admit to killing President Kennedy. You can purchase these exclusively at IKillJFK.com. When Trump says he wants to drain the swamp, what do you think's at the bottom of the swamp? Trust me, I guarantee it will change the way you look at the world. And the incredible air purifier, the air doctor, that removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses, and everything bad in your house. You can save $300 right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and entering the promo code Barry and finally start breathing in clean and healthy air in your home starting today. And last but not least, I'd like to thank my partners at Wondery. They are truly amazing. Recently, they asked me to request if you would just take a few minutes of your time to complete a short survey. Just go to wondery.com survey, and you can do it straight from your smartphone. It would really help us out here at the show and at Wondery. That's wondery.com survey. I really appreciate it. And that wraps up part one of two episodes. You can check out the next episode this coming Thursday. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get all the money. Drop that fancy car. All the people love you. You're going far. Life is for the dreamers They have
never quite over So it all feels the same You pick your own poison Dig your own grave Down in the valley A fortune Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes, which will be available for download every Monday, or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. Before you leave, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. Leave a comment and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support, and have a great day.